Welcome everybody to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it. Started with AW Rampage. We have Mark Briscoe and the Hardys teaming up to defeat the team of Kip Sabian, the Butcher, and the Blade. Tony Schiavone was bringing up how Butcher and the Blade debuted for AEW and Excalibur called it one of his worst calls of all time. I had to actually go back and watch this. And yeah, it was a pretty bad debut here. Uh, check it out if you want a quick laugh. Kip Sapien, though, took all the offense at the end with a twist of fate from Matt, a swanton from Jeff, and the froggy bow from Mark Briscoe for the pen and the win. And commentary kept pushing how Briscoe and the Hardys could now be a new trios team now that Isaiah Cassidy has left the Hardys to reunite with Private Party with Mark Quinn. Renee Paquette was backstage, uh, a pre-taped segment here with Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, where Sammy hyped up his dynamite match with Ricky Starks, while Jericho warned Bing Bell to not get involved or he'll take care of him. After the break, Renee is back with the group that used to appreciate Jericho, as Anna Jay says. She doesn't need their help against Hiko Rashida tonight. And Harley Cameron interrupts and starts flirting with Angela Parker a little bit, even whispers something in his ear, and Matt Menard kind of encourages it. But Parker makes it seem that he wasn't interested. So it looks like the fix is in here. It looks like Soraya and Matt Menard have uh, hired a one Harley Cameron to possibly disrupt the relationship between Ruby Soho and Angela Parker. We'll see if it works or not. Next match, Chris Dallander and Willow Nightingale defeated the team of Notorious Mimi and Kennedy Hardcastle. Kennedy Hardcastle is independent wrestler Kennedy Copeland. So obviously with Adam Copeland there, uh, they used his old Sex and Hardcastle gimmick here and kind of gave it to her. So I'm sure she got a big kick out of this. Stokely Hathaway actually kicked out Justin Roberts before the match even started. They did the introductions himself with an over-the-top intro for Statlander, pretty much showing all his love for Statlander, and then just said, and Willow Nightingale. So she's obviously being the, uh, the person in here getting the least love from Stokely. Quick work here as Willow hit Mimi with the spine buster for the pen, and as Stokely with the big announcement that Chris Dallander has won, and then he says, oh, and Willow Nightingale as well. Renee is backstage with the Hardys, who feel great about tonight's win and said that they should be on Dynamite now to boost those ratings. Private Party interrupts them and Matt Hardy says they are proud of them, but they love them and they had to let them go, so no more Hardy Party. And I uh, tried to leave it on a good note here before putting their shirts on top of Private Party's heads and pretty much call them kids. Hiko Rashida defeated Anna Jay after hitting the top rope Meteora and the Katana, but Jay definitely hung in this match. Even though she lost, she still will get an upcoming TBS Championship match at Battle of the Bells. We go to Jeff Jarrett and his crew as Sanjay Dutt is telling Jarrett and Jay Lethal they need to get on the same page. And he even got them a big tag match. They didn't see what the tag match was. And then Karen Jarrett was more concerned about them getting a name. Um, which I guess the Heat name, it was trademarked but only used once. So I'm not sure. This, I guess they're not going with that name. I don't know. But Jarrett then starts calling Lethal a loser. They get into each other's faces with Jarrett telling Lethal to get the hell out of there as Sanjay and Karen have to keep them apart. No way uh, Saddam Singh here. So it looks like we might be going to a Jay Lethal-Jeff Jarrett feud. For the main event here, the Ring of Honor Pure Championship, Willie Yuta defeated Commander. The judges were Jimmy Jacobs, Pat Buck, and Christopher Daniels. This was hands down the best match of the show here. Uh, interested to see a luchador like Commander doing the pure style here. And uh, he ended up using all his rope breaks as Yuta lands the elbows and puts on the double wrist lock. As Commander holds onto the rope, but it does nothing, so he taps out, giving Yuta the win. TNA Wrestling. Yes, I said TNA Wrestling, not Impact. Uh, special look back at TNA Wrestling episode here. Looking through the matches through TNA history. This is the first ever, I guess, uh, non-Impact Wrestling, but TNA show here uh, with the branding and marketing and everything. But they go through some matches in history, like the Flying Elvises versus Loki, AJ Styles, and Jerry Lynn from the first ever NWA TNA show. Chris Sabin versus Frankie Kazarian, the Battle of the Futures match from 2003. 
Gail Kim versus Awesome Kong from Turning Point 2007. We get a match from Wrestle Kingdom 3 in 2009 where Kevin Nash, Kurt Angle, Masahiro Chino, Chono, and Riki Choshu defeated Giant Bernard, Carl Anderson, Takashi Izuka, and Tomohiro Ishii. We also had the Motor City Machine Guns versus Beer Money from Victory Road 2010, and AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe from Unbreakable 2005. We also got some words from Eric Young talking about the history with TNA, and he even had fun of him uh, being the longest reigning Knockouts Tag Team Champion of all time. Ring of Honor on Honor Club. Griff Garrison defeated Serpentico with the Torture Rack Bomb after both Angelico and Cole Carter get involved on the outside. Lance Archer defeated J.P. Harlow rather easily with the Blackout. The Dishuffled Dalton Castle defeated Peter Avalon, this new sluggish character, played into the match, but Castle was able to hit the bang ring for the win, and then called out Johnny TV through the camera. Lexi Nair is with the Men of the Year as Scorpio Sky says that it's Ethan Page's time now, so he'll take the back seat while supporting his brother. Queen Aminata making a Ring of Honor debut defeated Maya World by submission with the submission that she calls the Juicy Lock. Um, and you know what? All signs point that uh, she might be signed to this company as um, she's been appearing a lot and getting a lot of wins here. Uh, similar to a Brian Keith, but as far as I know, either one of them have not been officially all elited. Shane Taylor Promotions defeated the boys and the infantry in a three-way tag team match when Taylor hit Marcus Garvey Driver on one of the boys for the pen. Red Velvet in her Ring of Honor debut defeated Alex Gracia, uh, who has appeared in Ring of Honor in the past, but it's her first time at Honor Club. Easy win here for Red Velvet after hitting Just Deserves to get the pen, and then Velvet goes into the camera and says that she's coming after the Ring of Honor Women's Television Championship, which we haven't gotten an update. There was no update on this show if they're going to be doing a tournament or anything, but um, I'm sure there'll be something announced in the coming, upcoming weeks or so. Diamante and Mercedes Martinez defeated Layla Hirsch and Rachel Ellering. Uh, no Maria with Hirsch and Ellering, just like she wasn't out earlier with Garrison and Carter, saying that she's too busy recording her album. Ellering saves Hirsch at the end, taking the, uh, the bullet here, but Mercedes takes her out with an air raid crash to get the pen. Kyle Fletcher defends a Ring of Honor World Television Championship against Willie Mack hitting a pile driver in a very good match. I would say this is my best match of this show. We get a backstage segment between Johnny TV and Dalton Castle where Ty Valkyrie interrupts and tells Castle that he won't mess up Johnny's face. And in the main event here, El Hilo de Fikengo, Commander, and Lee Johnson defeated the team of the Work Horsemen and Gringo Loco in another fast and fun moving match. Uh, Commander was able to roll up Gringo at the end for the pin out of nowhere. This is the spot where I usually talk about MLW Fusion, but it looks like there might not be any more MLW Fusion. As uh, with their new taping schedule, they now do, do like these live, uh, premium live events as they call them on Triller TV. Um, and then they kind of like have another show taped the same day that they air free on YouTube, maybe a couple weeks later. Um, I know they did it for the Holiday Rush. I thought that was like a one-off that they might have done, but it looks like they did it again here. As um, after their Kings of Coliseum show, they taped an episode of Reload uh, that will be airing at the end of January. So I'll definitely talk about that show when that airs um, with their monthly, I guess, YouTube specials. But it looks like their weekly fusion shows might be a thing of the past. But if there's any updates, I'll be sure to let you know on here. We move on to Women of Wrestling Superheroes as Tormenta defeated Fury after hitting a Styles Clash. The Beast comes out after and brawls with Tormenta until officials have to separate them. Miami Sweet Heat defeated the Mighty Mites after hitting the Fab Jab. The Mother Truckers defeated the Brat Pack. BK Rhythm took offense at the Mother Truckers making fun of them as they had a promo earlier on uh, backstage where they are pretty much rapping and making fun of uh, BK Rhythm here. Holly Swag gets the pin on Gigi Gianni after hitting their full Nelson into a clothesline for the pin. And in the main event for the Women of Wrestling Championship, Abilene Maverick defeated Penelope Pink after Vicky McCoy, who was on commentary, uh, tried to interfere, but her interference backfired as she collided against Pink and rolled up by Abilene for the pen. So it looks like um, the Fabulous Four might be coming to an end soon. NWA Power, they returned to Robarts 
yet again, this is the fourth time, and I'm pretty sure it's the last time uh, as far as these tapings go, as uh, Kylie Page defended the NWA World Women's Tag Team Championships all on her own against Mr. Kate and Ruthie J. As they said, Ella Envy was out with an illness, so Kylie was definitely struggling at, at the end until her sister, Kenzie Page, who was uh, in disguise, runs out while the referee is distracted and takes out Mr. Kate with a Kenzie cutter as Kylie gets the pen to retain all on her own. As a uh, as uh, Kenzie Page was already in the ring, we go right into the next match as she defends her NWA World Women's Championship against Miss Star, uh, formerly known as Samantha Star, now wants to be called Miss Star. Kenzie faked an injury at the end and just just to hit the Kenzie Cutter out of nowhere to retain the title here. And then Chelsea, who uh, was ringside with Star playing as her sort of secretary-type character, tried to confront Kenzie, but Miss Star took advantage of this and took out Kenzie with the Starstruck DDT, so it looks like we might be getting a rematch upcoming soon. Knox and Murdoch defeated the Country Gentlemen after hitting the high-low on AJ Kazana as Mike Knox get the pin. And then after the match, Eric Smalls, uh, a, um, a small wrestler here, took out Trevor Murdoch with a low blow, but Mike Knox took him out as well. Uh, looks like we must be building to something with Eric Smalls and uh, Knox and Murdoch here. And in the main event for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, EC3 defeated former champion Jack Stane after hitting three back-to-back one-percenters, and after the match, they shook hands and hugged. It might be a little quiet uh, the next couple of weeks for NWA as well, because they did announce that on February 6th, they will be moving NWA Power to the CW app. Um, so it looks like they won't be on YouTube, so I'm not sure if that means the next couple of weeks they're going to be off. I know that this coming uh, January 13th, they'll be taping the Paranoia show, and they did say that those matches will be shown on their CW debut. So, like I said, uh, just keep tuned here, and I'll let you know if there's any updates as far as um, NWA Power taking a hiatus or not before their CW debut. But we move on to N- NXT Level Up as Brooks Jensen defeated Luca Crucifino. Jensen coming out to pretty much the same uh, separate ways. Uh, entrance that was kind of going viral a couple weeks ago, but unfortunately this is a knockoff song of Separate Ways, but he's still doing the Brad Armstrong type gimmick. He has the entrance, the gear. I'm definitely digging this. I would love for him to get sent to All Japan Pro Wrestling, just like Charlie Dempsey was, and, uh, you know, send him to Excursion there for a little bit. Why not? Let him. You never know what could happen. But Brooks gets the win after hitting a top rope knee drop that they say shades of beautiful Bobby Eaton. Um, like I said, I love this direction for Brooks, and um, I really hope that they do something with him in Japan. And uh, I really hope that as long as Brooks Jensen is back here, um, Money in the Bank weekend, because he needs to show up at Gabby's for for his own Brooks Jensen drink while they're in Toronto. The team of Keanu James and Izzy Dame defeated the new team of Brindley Reese and Kaya Saint. Saint's first televised match since October of last year, but Izzy Dame gets the pin on Saint after Keanu hit her with the 401k. And in the main event, Oro Mensa defeated Dion Lennox um, after using some cheap techniques and hit the spinning heel kick in a corner for the pin. Uh, Lennox was interviewed earlier in the night, and he's definitely going full in with the gimmick that when he takes off his glasses, no more Mr. Nice Guy. So it looks like uh, that is his gimmick going forward. On WWE main event, Bronson Reed defeated Akira Tozawa after hitting Tsunami as Maxine Dupree looked on, looked on in horror while she was at ringside. And Johnny Gargano making his main event debut defeated Ivar in a pretty good matchup here after catching Ivar in a corner right into a surprise roll-up for the pen. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. Mm-hmm.